Hello, I'm Adam Alicia. Welcome to Atomic Heart, an audio blog where I dream out loud about things related to poetry, writing, and other anxieties. This is episode ninety-nine. I'm trying hard not to think I'm one away from a hundred, and I'm also trying to keep my balance with all these tables they've laid out for me to walk on. I'm not sure if they're marble tables, but the tabletops have that marble pattern. And they all seem a bit wobbly and cold. I'm speaking to you from the usual place, under a blanket, here in my home in Shekip May, on the Kowloon side of Hong Kong. This room, this building, in fact, has a way of making me see things that aren't there. Sometimes I mistaken these things for real, and over time I've learned to forgive myself for these mistakes, because even the worst mistakes can be corrected simply by making more. Now, I haven't lost it. I know what's real, and what's definitely real are these pictures that my friends have been sending me. They're essentially the same pictures taken from different angles of this person standing on stage, holding sheets of paper. He appears to be speaking into a mic. The fact that my friends are sending me pictures of this person tells me I'm supposed to know him. That maybe he's famous or something. I don't know. But there's a frown on his face in all of these pictures. His eyes are so intense. I hope he's okay. I'm curious to know what he's saying to the people taking pictures of him, and to the rest of the audience. It does please me to see that he's got a pair of legs, and that his feet are firmly on the floor. There aren't any signs he's about to fall off. I'm also drawn to a splash of blue hair that appears on some of these photos. I can only guess it's a woman sitting at the front. I can't see her face. It could be a man. Not that it matters. Their colorful presence provides a contrast to the somber appearance of the person on stage. I might find him even more somber, or somberer, if I could hear what he's saying to the audience. There's a certain anguish between those eyebrows. I try to imagine his hair blue, but I can't. I could see his eyebrows being blue, even purple, deep purple, just a bit. A faint stroke of purple, say, on his right brow, 
right along the edge of the thicker side of the blade. The more deeply I focus on this, the more I forget how serious he appeared when I first saw him. She kept writing about this horse, you see, and I told the person who showed me this poem just how much I loved the way the horse kept moving without the poet telling me that it's moving. I like to think I can write like this when I'm on top of my game. Now I give you "A Horse Could Die" by Emma Jeremy. How do I make my body fill up again? I was looking out my bedroom window, into a field where a single horse was walking in circles. I don't know how it got to this. That horse actually sitting on my chest, its enormous breathing in my face. Both of us filthy, unable to wash in this position. When I try to eat, the horse takes the food from my hands. But it has to eat in order to live, so I can't complain. After all, I brought the horse in here. I think it was me that brought the horse in here. And I could have done something else. I could have made the horse something that didn't shove its living in my face. Or made no horse at all. I don't know how to talk about this. It's my turn to share something I've written. I believe it was two episodes ago that I shared with you the first two sections of a longer piece I've been working on. So on this final sharing before we go triple digit, I'd like to share with you section three. This is all part of a book containing fragments of my imagination of Shekip May. The community in which I'm living. Here it goes. Since I last saw you, I had the words lined up, each in its perfect place, with adequate spaces between the end of a meaning and the start of the next, that always veered onto a track already etched out. Multi-semantic entities demand I rewire my nerves in a way crashing perpetually becomes standard practice. The habit of gripping fire with my right hand persists. The heat on my forehead, the faint lines around your eyes, how we wear the same brokenness or not, is like a sphere. I said, when you asked again. <laughs> 
a sphere that stutters into the center of a leather boot's huddle, minus the exploding or not. More like it spins warm circles in my chest, campfires with faces I cherish seeking sparks or not. More like me trying, just trying. Hands in your pockets, you straighten to let my utterances trickle down. How long have you been carrying this? You asked. How long have you been on the verge? Hi, this is Pat Torpy. Hello, this is Eric Martin. My name is Billy Sheehan, and we are Mr. Big. You're listening to us right here on Atomic Heart. Okay, this brings us to the end of episode 99. I brought you the poem "The Horse Could Die" by Emma Jeremy. It's from her collection "Sad Thing Angry," which is to be published by Elspoken Press in the UK. It isn't out yet. My tutor at poetry school shared it with me. I really liked it, and I thought you might like it too. Then I followed that with an untitled piece of my own. That piece comes from a book I started working on three years ago, the same time I launched this podcast. <music> I still don't know why they sent me photos of that person standing on stage, but the experience has left me wondering out loud. When was the last time you constructed a reality so real you forgot all the things you disliked about yourself? When was the last time you disliked yourself in the current reality? How did you get out of it? That reality you have there—is it something you can put in your pocket and take it out at any time? In the last episode, I was telling you about the literary festival that I was invited to. The reading went very well. I just thought. I was a bit too serious on stage, and I only knew this after I saw the photos. Anyways, if you want to get in touch, you can just drop me an email. The address is Adam A T O M at atomicheart dot fm. Thank you so much for listening to me. I'm Adam Alicia. I also want to thank you for holding space for my voice. For my randomness and my process, and I shall see you again in triple digits. Until then, remember to keep it real, and stay true to yourself. Bye. <laughs>